Shine Runners. Welcome to the Shine Runner Show. Saturating your marketing, distribution, sales, innovation, and experiential event thirst for additional horsepower on the craft beer, cider, spirits, and wine industry. My name is Mark Colburn, and I'll be your crew chief. Today's bonus episode, number 24 and a half, Goliath is coming. The Shine Runner Show's goal to provide you with real-life marketing, distribution, experiential event, and sales experiences from a guy who's been in the craft beer, spirit, cider, and wine biz for 25 years. The program's objective will be to help you better understand marketing's role, priority, and importance in the marketplace and how it can help build brand horsepower. Please send any comments to shinerunner at comcast.net. Today's episode is brought to you by Craft Beer Marketing and Distribution, Brace for Skumageddon. Available via Amazon or Barnes & Noble, or contact me for a signed copy. little recap from episode number 24, shifting your brand from 2D to 3D. Suffice it to say, to 3D your brand, I challenge you to take your KDA to its creative limits. The ultimate zig versus zag. Take this challenge seriously as the decade of the 2020s is going to raise competition to an entirely new level. Those brands that can't navigate the competitive landscape will evaporate. Brands that have a solid marketing foundation with a clear-cut KDA or key differentiating advantage will have the advantage in the 2020s. Take your KDA and marketing story to the next level by tangibilizing and promoting your brand's most unique attributes and qualities. Quite frankly, as more companies emphasize the P&L statement and cut marketing budgets, which accelerates the product lifecycle, I see creativity or the lost art thereof as your road to success. Episode number 24 and a half, Goliath is coming. The title to today's show is Timely. I'm certain that you have witnessed unparalleled wholesaler acquisitions within your markets. This trend is occurring at an alarming pace. It also will affect all alcoholic beverage brands as giant regional wholesalers continue to either swallow up independent distributors or merge with other giants in the industry. The trend is resulting in what I call the National Goliath Wholesaler. Within these giants, are a great deal of change is taking place. Here are some key changes I and some of the Shine Runner Nation see occurring within these gigantic wholesalers that will impact your business. First one, Goliath wholesalers are stripping their portfolios of small to medium brands, shunning brand championing while firmly aligning with the mega brands. Their play is strictly mass volume. The Goliath wholesalers are reducing their sales staff or hybridizing them into sales slash merchandisers. They're also converting their business model to an order take then deliver only system. This supports sales team downsizing. These street level sales team and district manager cutbacks also help subsidize the acquisitions. Even worse, these sales team cuts will reduce weekly account call frequency and geographic coverage. This will impact your monthly sales plan frequency and inclusion to the point of a mission. As the sales ranks thin out, these Goliath wholesalers 
are scaling up a merchandiser army, which they'll use to dominate and preserve off-premise channel real estate. Some wholesalers are morphing the merchandising model to include multiple positions, thereby motivating merchandisers who wish to ascend to merchandiser level two. This is a bold strategy aimed at retaining valuable merchandisers and growing them from within while keeping them longer in their merchandising role. This should be concerning as the giant wholesalers deepen their relationships with the huge alcohol brands. On the topic of huge brands, I suggest looking at the growing wine industry, which provides a clue on what's coming to beer and other categories. The wine market is slowly being dominated by a dozen mega brands, which complements the wholesaler acquisition slash merger model. What I've noticed are brands like Kendall Jackson, Joel Gott, Rodney Strong, Josh, Wenty, Alexander Valley, La Crema, Edna Valley, Justin, Decoy, and others introducing wines in every conceivable varietal under their umbrella brand name. This is a lesson learned from the soft drink category that serves to block and dominate retail shelf and floor space. In the old days, we called this excessive product segmentation, which often resulted in cannibalism. This strategy impacts the small to medium winery who may have estate grown grape expertise in Cabernet Sauvignon, but can't get to the retailer due to this shelf bloating blocking strategy employed by the mega wineries who are also partnered with the Goliath wholesalers. This segmentation approach is also employed by AB, Miller Coors, and Constellation, who are aligned with the Goliath wholesalers. What has happened in the wine sector is quickly evolving in craft beer and spirits, resulting in more real estate for the huge brands, which will be defended and preserved by the Goliath wholesalers' merchandising armies. The big beer and spirits corporations, along with their craft company purchases, are duplicating the big wine playbook while ratcheting up exclusive relationships, sales plan reservations, and merchandiser incentives with the Goliath distributors. As the monopolistic acquisition trend continues, smaller brands will be at the mercy of Goliath wholesalers who will gain greater supermarket channel influence, power, and leverage in this decade for their preferred suppliers. One more time, as the monopolistic acquisition trend continues, smaller brands will be at the mercy of Goliath wholesalers who will gain greater supermarket channel influence, power, and leverage in this decade for their preferred suppliers. The end result is a volume play by the Goliath wholesalers, suppliers, and supermarket channel resulting in big brand real estate dominance and bias. This does not bode well for the small to medium craft brands that will see available shelf, display, end cap, and or floor space evaporate before their very eyes. So how does David beat Goliath? M and T. Firstly, I recommend caution when signing a contract with one of these giant wholesalers. 
Go through every point meticulously. Hire an attorney to assist. If you currently have a contract with a distributor that has merged with another, ask your sales rep, manager, or director to closely monitor what's happening. I'm finding that many small to medium brands are leaving these giants in favor of smaller independent wholesalers who appreciate and want to help incubate, cultivate, and champion smaller craft brands. But these smaller guys are few and far between. To win this battle, I suggest the following. Hire your own sales team to conduct A and B level account calls. You can no longer rely on your wholesaler to do this as they are making fewer sales calls and are allocating this precious sales time to their mass brand supplier partners. Begin incentivizing your wholesaler's merchandising team. Yes, the merchandising team. The reason is that you can only succeed if your product gets to the shelf. Your sales force will be responsible for selling the item, then communicating such to the distributor. If the distributor's merchandiser does not physically take your product from the back of the store to the shelf, then it will suffer a slow death buried under big brand pallet loads. To get your fair back share from the merchandising army, execute an incentive that can be paid via a gift card or tap or tasting room freebie. You might consider your own merchandiser or merchandisers in some markets. I see this happening with greater regularity. Don't, however, require your sales team to merchandise full time, but be sure to get your sales team out merchandising alongside this army on the big holiday load-in periods. Around Super Bowl, Memorial Day, July 4th, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Halloween, and New Year's. Spending these days with merchandisers will redline their respect for you as a supplier, while you'll also rub elbows with supermarket personnel who will remember and appreciate your effort. Don't forget to get a coffee or lunch for these merchandisers. They won't have the time to sit down and eat, but will love you for scoring them a deli sandwich that they can munch between stops. These guys remember these little things and talk about the suppliers that take care of them. Trust me, this could be the best $20 you ever spent. Once you have your merchandising buttoned down, the next step is the T. T stands for trial. In my experience as a brand and marketing manager, there is no better way to set the brand loyalty process into motion than with a cohesive sampling program. Provided that the product is in fact good, and that the distribution coverage is in place. The other trend that we are both seeing in all major markets is the exponential growth in sampling agencies. More and more suppliers are adopting the T, thus fueling demand for product demonstrators slash ambassadors and sampling companies. As I've said in prior shows, if you have a good product, then getting it over your prospective customer's lips should be your number one goal. By investing in a strategic wet demo sampling program, you will build your brand, which will also improve the distributor relationship. Sharing an aggressive sampling program with your wholesaler partner is a must to ensure that they have plussed out product in advance of the demos. 
To ensure the very best results from this expensive investment, I suggest reviewing my prior shows on this topic, but also remind you to fully train everyone who touches your product. This is a must as you'll want the sampler to recite your key brand points. I have noticed that there are a lot of marginal demonstrators slash ambassadors out there. What I mean is they will take advantage of the fact that they are left unsupervised. This includes arriving late, leaving early, shopping, or the number one peeve of mine, playing on their phones while standing at their sampling table. To maximize your investment, I suggest scheduling a manageable amount of wet demos whereby your sales rep or director can visit each one to evaluate ambassador performance. The best way to do this is first to provide them with sales training tools and then have their management team announce a secret shopper incentive that may result in extra pay for these ambassadors. The secret shopper aspect puts a positive spin on this performance evaluation and should result in their maximum effort. The accent is on secret as you or your team member watches the demonstrator perform from a distance. Be close enough to hear consumer comments and reactions. Also, be sure that the ambassadors know to record consumer comments and feedback. These can be invaluable to you in future buyer meetings, ABPs, Wholesaler Friday sales meetings, your social media, and on your website. If you find someone constantly on their phone, I suggest calling their manager and informing them that your company won't be paying for that particular demo day or request a do-over. The other half of the T from trial is the experiential or special event. Special events, as mentioned in prior shows, are exceptional vehicles to increase brand trial while building awareness. I recommend working with your wholesaler on selecting as many weekend special events as possible. Be sure that the people serving your product are fully trained on what to say, how to say it, and how to present your brand. Experiential events provide you with the opportunity to 3D your brand, exploit your qualitative marketing muscle, and showcase your brand stand assets. If those terms don't make sense, I ask you to refer back to show number 24, where we go into detail on all that. You should also try to attend as many of these as you can. They provide immediate feedback, which is so valuable to you and your team. Try not to overwork your sales team on the weekends, as this will result in burnout and job turnover. In summary of M&T, I see wet demo sampling and experiential event participation as the most important marketing mix variable to invest in within this decade. I have one last suggestion about motivating the wholesaler, which I've not mentioned in prior shows, and will help your brand stand out in this acquisition frenzy. For brands that partner with multiple wholesalers in regional markets, I realize that they can't be in all of their wholesaler Friday morning sales meetings. This is based on geography, which all other suppliers realize as well. But in a creative way, you can be in those meetings. How so? Through video. Now, a few years ago, I got our year-end VIP reports and identified the top on and off-premise performing salespeople by supplier. 
I then took advantage of the fact that the CEO of one of our East Coast suppliers was visiting the area for a trade conference. I asked for 15 minutes with him, coached him up, and then taped his comments about these top performers. After a little editing, I showed the interview to the entire sales team in our Friday morning meeting on the big screen. Our chat really focused on attaboys from this celebrity CEO. Suffice it to say, this supplier, although not there physically, took front and center in this meeting, which resulted in brand buzz for the rest of the morning. Think about this and get creative. You can easily obtain sales results from your wholesaler brand manager. Then simply record your comments and attaboys with your cell phone or GoPro for a future Friday sales meeting held anywhere on the planet. This way, your brand is represented top of mind and taken notice as you single out sales team peers with attaboys and gift cards. Little recap of uh, 24 and a half. Rather than recap the show, I suggest that you listen once more as I feel strongly about Goliath wholesaler consolidation slash monopolization and big brand dominance. Remember, the answer is M and T. As we prepare to close the Shine Runner Show Garage, I want to say a godzillion thank you to a few of those behind the scenes. First, our producer, Justin Crossley, for his excellent production and editing of the Shine Runner Show here on the Brewing Network. Next is our creative director, Milo Colburn, the Milanator, who kept the tank filled with creative high octane and always had the gas down. Our best gal, stunt driver and makeup stylist, the ever-lovely Starla Honey Bunny Colburn, and to our taco truck mechanic, Hanky High Torque, who always keeps those spark plugs firing so that we can enjoy his wife's scrumptious, supercharged tacos. Thank you for listening. Please check out my website at shinerunnercraftmarketing.com. Contact me if you're in need of marketing sales, experiential event, or distribution consultation or executive management at shinerunner at comcast.net. Check out my book, Craft Beer Marketing and Distribution, Brace for Skumageddon. Join us next time on the Brewing Network's Shine Runner Show for episode number 25, our final show, recap and sagely words of wisdom. Mm-hmm.